Here we go. Part two of Connor versus Habib. Mental warfare. We'll pick up from where we left off. Left episode. Thanks for listening. A whole hour in. Um, hopefully at the end have a little breakdown, some stuff, so you get some technical insight. Um, hopefully you're enjoying it too. So hopefully it's just entertaining. Make the fight more fun for you. So we'll pick up where we left off. Fight for money no you know, more. Thank the Lord. Jesus you fight with small Christ. guys in fight I don't have division. to fight and for money guys no more. Who have I have wrestling so much for my problem. What are you talking I mean, about? I, I Your wrestling is... Okay, so this part is kind of hard to hear because Connor, um, I think this might be uh, uh, decided by Connor to do. So this might be a conscious thing that Connor um, actually thought out um, to speak over Habib. Habib's uh, making a valid point that um, Connor. Connor fought at a lighter weight class. Habib's known to be very, very big for the weight class. Even um, among the other lightweights, he's very, very big. Uh, Connor's not a small lightweight, but um, but Habib's just known to be really, really big and to be much physically stronger than every uh, than everyone in the weight class. Um, and he is also bringing up the fact that Connor has de- uh, had issues with um, grapplers, wrestlers in particular, in the past um, uh, from getting taken down. Um, he's not particularly. He's, I believe Conor McGregor is a brown belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, but there's different there's different levels of brown belts or black belts in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Some people, um, like Vitor Belfort or Anderson Silver, for instance, they're they um, they have they're still good at Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. They're still black belts, um, but that's not their fighting style. That's not their particular thing. Now, they still have good things. It's still they're still a black belt. That way, gave Anderson Silver the ability to try and choke Chel Sun in the round five after taking a lot of damage. Um, and also Vitor Belfort um, has a very good mean uh, armbar, I believe, to his right side and to the, the opponent's left arm. He has a very snappy one. Then he almost landed on Anderson Silva, Vanderlei Silva, and um, and John Jones. He landed it and hyperextended John Jones' elbow. But he, ha- he has a good armbar from the guard. But other than that, Vitor Belfort um, would be an ex- good example of somebody. His guard isn't particularly the most dangerous in MMA or jiu-jitsu game. But he still has – he's still a black belt, so he still has uh, a high-level skill that even, you know, Vitor Belfort. Belfort, not known for a crazy guard or anything like that, but he still um, nearly broke John Jones' arm. So, uh, impressive thing. But he's talking about this, and uh, Habib's going to make some insults. Um, Habib doesn't go too hard with the insults most of the press conference, but this one does. He start, he, he, he's going to say, your grappling is terrible, and your wrestling's terrible. Um, and this is this is the main part where uh, this is Connor's main weakness. So. Zero. Your grappling is zero. Them, I'm gonna mow you. Let's wrestle, kid. Let's, let's wrestle. wrestle. Let's, let's wrestle. wrestle. Let's wrestle. Six October. Let's, let's wrestle. wrestle. Let's wrestle. Yeah, yeah. Help me. You're gonna be wrestling with knuckle out your orbital bone. After yes, this fight, after up. this fight, you're gonna go to the bo- back to box. So real quick, when he says he's gonna go back to the box, he means boxing. He's gonna go back to boxing. Um, he, yeah, he's Habib saying he's gonna put the the what he envisions as a beating will make Connor um, go into um, uh, a break um, off of MMA. Uh, it's gonna be interesting to see uh, how it goes. Um, but earlier in the press conference, uh, Connor was actually insulting the grappling style, and then now he's more saying, "Okay, let's wrestle, let's wrestle." He's using kind of a he's putting an accent on his voice, kind of just almost as if making like a it's a joking gesture. Um, so you know, and but then he also throws out. He doesn't say yes. I'm gonna wrestle you. He says, you know, I'm gonna dig my knuckles into your skull or um, something like that. Um, his plan is to punch Habib in the head. That it's 
and you already know this. Everybody, like, of course, Connor's going to punch him. Um, but just, anyway, we'll keep going. From the boxing, I made a hell of a lot of money. Don't get me wrong, I could have retired from the I know, from I know, you come here for money. Mate, I'm I come to here the for reporter. Will you get hey, I ain't come here for legacy. You come for money. You come for money, I come for legacy. I have money. This I is don't different. Need, this I is different. Why Wait, you, you took money from no. Michael Madoff? Hold on, you took of money. Course. You took of money course. from Michael Madoff and you were a yes. little lick ass rat. No, now I what? Took. Putin locked him up. I what? Say something to Putin about locking Michael Madoff up. Of, of Say something. Say ask. So Connor's closing the distance. He stands up. Connor is back in emotional state mode. He is. He is going. He's. He's going. And so again, this is probably information you looked up, but uh, someone uh, named Magomedov, uh, who apparently gave money to Habib's camp, Habib agrees with this. Um, but then he starts speaking about Putin. The thing about Putin is uh, Conor McGregor, I believe, during the World Cup, um, went and went and um, toasted with Putin. And um, there's the video footage of that gave you know Putin hugs. And the story is that Habib um, had to purchase his own ticket to the World Cup, um, you know, and did not get the audience with with Putin. So um, interesting that the, the Irish fighter would go meet with the Russian president, uh, um, and but the Russian fighter doesn't. And then apparently, the, I I am not educated with this, and I've actually heard that. Um, some of that Connor actually gets some of the insults incorrect when it comes to Dagestan, um, the relationships between Dagestan and Russia. Um, but they're going to start digging some deep things. And again, um, so Connor is trying to get him to publicly insult uh, Vladimir Putin. Um, that's a dangerous thing to do. Everybody knows that's a dangerous thing to do. Um, yeah, that's no joke. Um, Especially if you're a Russian citizen, um, you know, the United States, we are so lucky. Um, if, if you've ever traveled abroad or gone to other countries, it's one of the things that's really cool about the United States is that we do get to critique. And uh, freedom of speech is pretty sweet. Um, you can critique uh, politicians and not worry about, um, you know, something, your, your life going bad. So for the most part, uh, that's a cool thing is that we can, uh, we can critique. It's a cool thing. So just uh, uh, anyway, this is this is getting deep. This is getting deep. So uh, let's get it. Ask him, ask him to release him again. Ask him, ask him to release him. Oh, you don't understand. But what do you talk? You mad rat? Talk about money. You don't do this. You don't do that. You're a fake lying rat. A fake lying. I'm real. I wear it on my chest. There's a gorilla on my chest. I wear it proud, mate. I don't lie about nothing. You're saying it's not about money. It's not about legacy. You're a lying bastard. When money got pumped into your camp by that little scumbag that's now in the little apron, you thought you were a dumb. Now look at you. Now look at you there. Stay. You're now not a fan. You haven't got a washer. Yeah, no question. money left. <laughs> if you have a question, ask. But anyway, unshare my life. Uh, you and look like clown. Beautiful. You look like clown. Fine. Bottles. Sit and relax and whiskey. talk if you want to talk. It's going to dominate the game. Jameson is from what your pussy is here. This is a direct competitor to... Uh, so that part, I mean, you can totally say Connor is a jerk. Um, you know, if you maybe um, you don't like things doing, but it's it's still interesting that he's manipulated his way into this position. Um, Habib's still having a conversation. Connor just goes into a promo mode over his over his whiskey that just that he just launched and released. And uh, Dana White, the president of the UFC, essentially just lets Connor do it. And you say, well, why does Dana White let him do it? Just lets him free roam, kind of go around. Dana still. Dana and Connor kind of have this unspoken word. They've actually probably spoke about it because they meet frequently. They meet in private. So uh, Dana basically knows that Connor, that if he lives, gives Connor so much room on his leash, so to speak, that Connor isn't going to break the rules too terribly bad. 
Um, and, but at the same time, he's going to promo his stuff. So you let him kind of promo his whiskey, and actually, it makes the it makes the drives the hype around the buzz. And he and Dana's a promoter, and he wants to sell tickets. That's his goal. But Dana also knows that he needs to have safeguards in place because Connor he can get out of control. And when he gets out of control, it can go bad, which would be detrimental for the company in the bottom line. So that's why there is no audience for this press conference. There's more security involved. Um, so and. So there's they're a little bit more cautious, but um, yeah he but anyway uh, Connor just controls this environment this entire scene in this environment um, and goes off on a on a promo uh, anyway just interesting just interesting it's almost like schoolyard like fourth grade or fifth grade um, if you try to debate with somebody and then they just have like a fourth grade fifth grade mentality and this is not to insult it at all it's just it's effective sometimes like the like if you've ever been upset by saying by I, I, I know you I know I am but what about you or some, some little childish thing where it kind of gets under your skin and it shouldn't um, Connor's a master he's a master at, at, at insult so Jameson, I am coming to take over the whiskey business. Look at the noise it has made. This is a true, true beast I have in my possession here. I do not fight for the prize. I did not begin fighting for the prize. I began to fight because I loved it. That's why I'm here now, because I love this game. I don't have to be here. I, I, I am set for life. Even without this, I'm set for life. From the last match, I'm set for life. Okay, what are you I'm doing sorted here? now. What are you doing I'm here, here why to you enjoy here? this. Why are you coming here? Because I'm going to love. At 6 October, love 6 October, what are you going to do? This is not stomping on this your is head. Not about and this if you pull out of fire, I'm going to love I'm going to mow you. You know this. If you pull out of fire, I'm going to love what happens to you, your family, and your team even more on your own soil. I'm gonna love that even more. So you you just you just show up to this fight and we do this to noble. So the Connor, there are some personal things with his friends, but again, Connor, um, Connor, Connor fights very well under pressure. Some people do better under verbal pressure or uh, situational pressure or the amount. Some people perform better if there's a very large crowd as opposed to a small crowd. Um, you know, it's um, there's. In competition, high-level competition, there are crowds that cause stress. There's there's so many different factors other than just the technique and just your uh, your opponent. There's a lot of stressors, um, and and some people some people they enjoy a certain tempo or a certain stress pace. Um, and again, uh, Connor, I think is one of those people. He 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 performs very well under pressure, um, even against going against Floyd Mayweather, one of the greatest boxers of all time undefeated um he still didn't look like a complete fool um with his debut boxing bout um still it's still kind of a ridiculous thing if um if you had let's say if you had um been working on mma but and you'd been wrestling mma and then you decided that you were going to go to the olympics um and that you would not just easily just get beat like so fast so fast you wouldn't you wouldn't make it quite as long I, I would debate that let's say yeah and even a jiu-jitsu match you can't go to the world championships and go against the best person of all time and then go you know uh the majority of the match you're 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 getting submitted pretty fast you're getting submitted really fast same thing with a olympic wrestler you're you're getting pinned pretty fast if um yeah, you didn't you didn't work your way up that commander bladder, but when it's actually in that single sport context, now in MMA it's different because it's how you can blend things together and that changes things a little bit. But anyway, go back. 
Wait, pull out, and then you know what's going to happen to you back home, kid. So that's all I'll say about what's that. Gonna I'm here what's for the joy. To enjoy what's going to happen? To enjoy it. What's going to happen? What's going to happen? Tell me. What's going to happen? Question. All right, that's oh, we don't need question. We have to talk with him. I have a couple questioning. Hey, you ask your friend why he eat slept. You ask him. You have to ask him. You have to ask him. Go ahead. Sir. Ask these nuts. I don't have to do nothing for nobody. I'm psycho bred meat. I don't have to lick no one's arsehole for a check like fucking you. Go ahead, sir. Alright. So, this is the thing that most people latch onto are big outlandish comments from Connor like this, statements like this. And, you know, speaking to us, uh, actually another gym member about um, with fans and how fans will act with, with different sports, uh, it's, not, it's not my cup of tea. It's not the favorite thing I like. I, I like to watch mixed martial arts for the skill, the technique, the physical test of it. Um, that it it's such a long project. It's it's ridiculous. There's so much respect to it. There's so much. Um, but what Conor McGregor has essentially figured out is that there is always a percentage of the fan base that tunes into a NASCAR race because they want to see a wreck, um, or they you know they they want to see um, some type of violence. I would actually argue that the majority of MMA fans are not that way, uh, or at least. The original MMA fans, there's a very strong MMA has a very strong underground, say underground or old school fandom um, because it is essentially a lot of people that train. So a lot of people, if you go to a UFC fight, um, it, it's not surprising to find other other trained martial artists there that have been trained for five years or ten years or fifteen years. Um, so not all the fans um, enjoy all this outlandish stuff, but you know, um, there again, there's a certain amount of people that. They're going to tune into a UFC fight more to try, you know, maybe maybe see like a bone get broken or something like that. Um, as you start, the more and more that you train, your viewpoint of physical combat and fighting changes a lot. And um, like I very rarely watch a, or I don't, I don't, I don't ever watch a fight and want uh, someone to uh, seriously get injured. And uh, and the fighters don't either, but they do. This is psychological mental warfare type thing. Sometimes people take it a little bit too serious and think think that they're being more serious. Um, but again, there's still pageantry to this. There's still show. It's uh it's being it's being lot larger than life. The reason why it's exciting and it grabs your attention is because it's not like normal life. Um again, so there there is showmanship to it. It's not showmanship as much as like the WWE where this the things are scripted completely. Um, but it's this has been through history. Like all it just used to be boxing. Just think of like the stories of Joe Frazier Joe, Joe Frazier, Muhammad Ali, Muhammad Ali and George Foreman. Um, these are just the MMA. They these are the modern times kind of stories, like outlandish things. So anyway. Hey. <laughs> Uh, Connor, you've been away for two years, has been said. There's been uh, some criticism. Uh, Michael Bisping said uh, on his podcast about your wrestling training heading into this fight. Where do you feel your training is right now, especially with your wrestling going up against Khabib? He's also been blasting your wrestling as well. I am very, very well coached. My coaching team, Coach John Kavanagh, he has coached me very well. We are ready for this. My wrestling coach, Sergey Pekulski, my striking coaches, my conditioning coaches on the McGregor Fast program. We are ready here. We are ready for war. We are ready for all outcomes, all situations, all scenarios. Supreme, supreme confidence you are looking at here. So we're going to go out and enjoy this contest on a... 
Connor was just being honest there again. Again, the showmanship mode was not on. His shoulders were a little bit lo- uh, lower. Um, he wasn't standing up. He wasn't talking with his hands. He didn't have his chin up. He wasn't putting on a performance. He was a- answering. Um, he was answering that one. And again, so when you look at that, he's calculated. He he threw out his wrestling coach, his grappling coach, his head coach, his striking coach, his conditioning coach. He's he's. He's just letting people know he's prepared. He actually is preparing. Um, again, like I said, I've seen some stuff, people saying that he's losing his mind and that he's not training, he's not doing anything. He's preparing. He's preparing. But October 6th, because, again, that's all I'm doing it for, because I fucking love it. Don't have to deal with it otherwise. It's just because I love it. That's it. You really think you're going to enjoy it with me? I'm going to love it. Next question. Connor, you mentioned the money that you made from your boxing experience. Is there anything else from fighting Mayweather that you've been able to bring back to your MMA preparations? Of course. It was a, it was a great match, a great boxing match where I got the, uh, you know, when you have a, a fight that long, 30, 30 minutes, my longest contest that was. Um, I learned some things, of course. You take with you from every fight. You learn and grow. So um, I was very happy with the experience as a whole. And, of course, you'll see on October 6th the lessons I have learned. You notice in his tone, it's different, right? He's not in showmanship mode. The other thing that he does that he, um, when he's not in showmanship mode, if you watch his, uh, his press conferences, he uh, adopts a very specific posture where he sits, his, uh, he sits his mic down in a very particular way. And then he sits back, he clasps his hands together, and he has, like, he assumes almost like a posture, like you're sitting inside the closed guard. Um, and, he, and he ends this, um, again, these are, these are different things. He was saying right there that he did learn. He learned from the Floyd Mayweather fight. He learned um, what fighting uh, over 30 minutes feels like um, and a consistent thing. And, and he's also already mentioned it, but he's going to speak more about how he, he actually – thinks that he's planning for um that it's going to be a long night with habib um and you need to prepare because habib's uh, cardio and conditioning is one of his number one assets most people that fight the way that habib fight can't keep up with it and fail at it eventually because they don't work on their conditioning enough and you cannot it's it requires an immense amount of uh cardio and conditioning but um but connor learned from that it was similar to fighting flu mayweather uh, very similar. You have to prepare for Floyd's cardio and conditioning. Um, so, anyway. Next question. Uh, Khabib, uh, Floyd Mayweather issued a warning to you saying that Connor doesn't fear anyone. What do you say to Floyd Mayweather? I am the Floyd Mayweather in MMA. Mama, mama, mama. That is interesting to hear that Floyd Mayweather, somebody who's been in the ring that, that can attest to uh, Connor's will so to speak um habib could be the exact same way this is a battle of these are two super super strong wills it's gonna be really interesting to see if one of their wills breaks each other in the cage like actually so one of the interesting things to think about or be curious about is is their will going to be able to um are are one of them going to be able is their will going to overcome or is it going to be a clean technique um a clean technique so put your mouth mate you're a door box you're absolutely dirt. You deceit. Your last fight was embarrassing. Your last fight right now, was right now, embarrassing. I am most we were laughing in the Brooklyn locker. We were laughing in the cell in Brooklyn. Actually. This is my third fight in last Shoy nine months. You know, and 26 and all, never lose round. And I don't know what this guy talking about. I don't understand what he gonna do 6 October. 
He think whiskey gonna help him? I don't understand. <laughs> oh, yes. Ne next question. Uh, Khabib, uh, Connor says he's ready for your ground, um, for your ground game. What have, what have you seen that? Right there, uh, Habib, after he said he thinks whiskey's going to help him, uh, it seems as if Habib feels like he's pleased with himself. He looks off to his right, might be his manager, Ali, and he smirks and he gives a smile um, with that, almost like he feels like he got Connor back maybe um, with that one. Um, yeah, it's going to keep going. Out of uh, what Connor can do on I have a question for you. What do you think? I'm not the fighter you are. What have you no, seen out of Connor's think? ground game? I think I'm gonna make him tired and after play with him because when he tired he always give up he don't like he's like he's like when you go to the he, he moved to box and he tap there you know Habib's telling his game plan too like he's saying that you can't wrestle and you have zero grappling and that I'm gonna make him tired and then toy with him um he's it's as if it's it's not a surprise it's not no everybody knows that habib uh, his strategy is going to be able is going to be to take connor down but he's still he's saying this right now like you know like when someone punch you like 10 you tap the boss window kid you tap the boss window three times you tap the little stop the stop the boss you tap what are you talking about what are you talking about? So this is the interesting thing about the style, just a little thing that Habib brings up. When he says that he's tapped multiple times in fights, uh, Connor has been submitted multiple times in fights. And uh, something that does happen with Connor, Connor it has not shown fear in the octagon or ring yet. Not that, not that really anybody's seen, never see fear. But he does get tired. He fights at a very high outpay, uh, output. Um, he's a very strong front runner. But the people that have given him really hard issues, uh, he does crack. It's maybe not fear wouldn't be the correct thing, but uh, Connor has has cracked um, against Nate Diaz and Floyd Mayweather, um, and you can see it even in his face. Um, it's not that he gets scared, but it's um, the the really big fight that he has. Um, generally, Connor's his main thing he's had right now is that it's. His main Achilles heel has been his conditioning, um, but again, his his output's so high. So his conditioning, Connor's conditioning is still probably good. That doesn't mean issue. It's how much uh, fuel he spends. Um, he spends a tremendous amount of fuel um, to go for the knockout punch. It's it's it. It's just part of it. If you hit hard, you spend energy. Um, there's there's no free energy type thing. Um, there are times where you land a punch just correctly, or somebody steps into it, um, and you know things were synced up just right, where a punch feels like nothing. But um, the more power that you put on strikes, you do. Jose Aldo had the same issue for years, where he's a really, really strong front runner, um, and I believe it's Mark Homnick round four and three, four, halfway through round three, four, and then five, he had issues because he's a really, but it was also what made him exciting. Um, he would tear people's legs, legs apart. But anyway, it's just a, just a little thing with energy. You only have so much gas tank. You tap three, you tap three, four times. You tap four so times. So I'll tap your head you off the like canvas, chicken. kid. You tap like chicken four times. I'll tap your time. head off the canvas. Next question. Next question. Gentlemen. Habib, uh, salamu alaikum, and uh, Connor, congrats on uh, proper 12. Thank you, sir. Could we uh, get an official prediction on the fight? Uh, you cannot say salamu alaikum and congrats about whiskey. Ooh, slap him then. Do something about it. What are you going to do about that? Is that the disrespect in you? Do something then, I just shut your mouth. Fucking fool you. Let's uh, get back. Backwards cunt.
Thanks, Connor. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. I also want my leg on my life. From the two of you, could we get... Right there, that was an intense ex uh, exchange. Um, you know, the, the, the interviewer, the media, um, essentially says... Uh, uh, a religious statement and then congratulates alcohol and uh, earlier Habib said that he doesn't drink alcohol and then and then Habib felt necessary to correct the the um the um the, the statement so um at least it meant enough to him to correct the statement and then um and then Connor's response to that is Connor starts insulting him um and I would assume yeah that's ooh, that's uh you're insulting somebody um there are a lot everybody practically there's a lot of different religions and a lot of different religions you know can can live amongst each other have conversations different things people can have different viewpoints but generally as long as you keep it respectful uh people can be cordial and have a society but connor's uh that's a deep one that's a deep one connor is being rude right there but um but did it affect to be let's see let's read his face let's see how you know how it goes but connor always pushes lines he always pushes lines he's just pushing before he was throwing a cart now now what he does he does it with his verbal you know attacks and things an official prediction on the fight domination his head bouncing off the canvas all his pony talk is going to be fucking put on blast october 6th Habib's looking down and kind of nodding his head, yeah, and he kind of has a smirk. It almost looks like um, Habib is trying to hide. And when he's looking down, it's almost like he's trying to hide his reaction. He did this. If you really want to go down the rabbit hole and understand more about this story, Habib had issues where some of his training partners actually got in a fight with some of Conor McGregor's training partners, I believe in England or in Russia. And it started in a pub and it ended up going to an apartment um, where there, who knows, there's some crazy stuff. There's crazy stuff where... Um, Habib's training partners, and there's some things with Conor McGregor's training partners. And when the media asked him about it, it was a few weeks ago, Habib essentially said that he knows nothing about the story. And both times he says he knows nothing about the story, he looks at the ground. So, anyway, that might be one of his tells. Who knows? You have a round in mind? As long as it takes. I believe one. He's a glass jaw. The Chechens, the Chech, my Chechen friends, the Vainaki soldiers, they told me that they have chicken jaws in Dagestan. And I believe them because I know a glass jaw when I see one. And I've seen this man wobble many times. I've seen his brother sparked unconscious in another promotion. I know he is afraid of a smack. And if you're afraid of a smack off me, a smack will feel like a double barrel shotgun. So I believe inside the force. But... I have been wrong before. I will be prepared for five rounds. You're looking at a fighting vet. Right there, that's that's a tell. That's a tell. So this this is a big tell. Um, not that Connor's not confident. I'm not saying that he's not confident at all. It's just a strategy thing. He's he understands that he's gonna he's gonna land shots. His plan is to land shots on Habib, but he's also prepared to go five rounds, and he knows that that's smart because he's learned from his past mistakes, like Nate Diaz and Conor McGregor, trying to put somebody weight very fast if they have very good conditioning. Um, because one of the things about good conditioning is sometimes harder to knock people out. Um, that usually they recovery they recover from hard shots very quickly. It's I don't think it's completely explained by science, but it's a it's a common thing that trainers and uh, commentators speak of and notice with fights. Um, but people with remarkable conditioning and uh, good cardio can can oftentimes recover well from uh, hard shots. It's a, it's an interesting phenomena you could say. Uh, I just haven't seen a scientific study that explains it. Um, but he said right there. So this is going to get this is a big tale. Okay, so Connor. 
Connor's saying, I'm not, I'm not, I'm preparing for five rounds. I'm going to hit him with damage when I'm preparing. So this, what I think this is getting to, okay? So what I think this is getting to is he's starting, you know, he's putting it, he's going to put some historical narrative out, stuff like that. But I think this might be building the case that Connor is going to work a uh, stick and move style, um, uh, land uh, very specific combinations on the inside, uh, on the outside, um, move, uh, flow, um, so that uh, to keep distance from from Habib, so wouldn't be surprised if Connor comes out with a, a fluid stance um, and is moving, use in utilizing footwork and rotating left and right. And if somebody could say, "Oh, that's easy to say," it's like nah, Connor very well could come out and pressure Habib. Um, he does that as well. Ha- Connor off oftentimes puts a ton, a tremendous amount of pressure on people, and they speak of it. He's forward. He's always in your chest, and it's very fatiguing. And he plays with his hands up and down. You don't. He throws different types of kicks. He throws an orthodox so you don't know what what angle it's coming from where the strike's going to land and lots of it is illusion for his hammer of a left hand um that that always does good damage but anyway so he might be kind of giving something right here with um that he's preparing for five rounds um you know we'll see we'll see or maybe he's gonna hunt him down who knows maybe i'm looking at the wrong way veteran i've came through it all i've been through it all i've been on both sides of the world i've been on the boxing side and i've been on this side I'm ready for any occurrence, but this man is a glass jaw bomb, and I'm gonna shatter him like that glass was shattered. May God have mercy on its soul on October 6th. Khabib, do you have a prediction? Khabib just shook his head no. No prediction. Assalamu alaikum, Ayada. Jeffrey Hiffers. Khabib, your last fight, you had a pony changed right before you, and, and I mean. They were not in comp. And that fight right there was a very hard fight for you. This fight that you got right here in front of you, what are you going to do different on this fight? When last time, like, when someone fight for the belt, judges give score 50-43. When? You remember this? So this comment that Habib makes gets lost in uh, the, 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 the thing. So just basically what he said, when was he's, what he meant by that was, when's the last time that you've seen a title fight where the judges gave it 50 to 43? Um, and that's hard to find a fight that was that dominant five-rounder. Now, one of the critiques of Habib is that he doesn't finish fights and that he goes five rounds. Again, Habib, does, that doesn't upset him if you tell him that that is his strategy that is his style that'd be like saying to Floyd Mayweather that oh you go all 12 rounds and Floyd Mayweather will just laugh if you if you tell him that he'll it's it's part of their style they have they have they've devised a style that's very hard to beat and they're they're following the rule set and the time limit and the scoring system of what goes on um, but now they're still damaging but again there's there's a lot of strategy when it comes to actual high level fighting when you're fighting for millions of dollars it's not it's not just an emotional contest where you go out there and you sling uh punches and kicks and try to choke people you um you have to look at it it's it's just you know nobody thinks the super bowl they just go out there and just like hey let's wing it and let's play it's like coaches study for years and devise plans and study they do the same thing it's it's very very in-depth um and and you know people don't you know, people don't necessarily for an NFL game. I mean, it could be a strategy, but um, just expect that if they get up. Um, anyway, I won't go off that. That's a rapid uh, or uh, rabbit's hold um, type thing. But anyway, just know there's a lot. There's a lot of strategy to it. Um, but he does have a point there that doesn't happen very often in fights, if ever, for a title fight. And you talk about this was like a hard fight for me. Well, the guy came in. He went in for you. He yeah. went the full distance with yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. He went what? He went the distance. full distance. 
He went the full distance with you, he said. See that belt you have on your lap there? The one that you're proudly pre uh, representing. Okay. When I won that guy. belt, I sparked I the guy inside guy. two rounds, dominated him, dropped him three times guys. in the fourth round. I don't think Madison Square Garden, the home and, of the champ know, champ. He's good, he's a tough guy. And I think he can beat a lot of guys in top 10, you know. And he already beat, you know. And about decision, but I win everyone. He's referring to Ally Quinta, who's um, beat Kevin Lee. Ally Quinta is a good fighter. He just is not the most active. He's, he's had some layoffs, and he, he is a real estate agent. That is truth. That's not a lie to that. So here we go. We are getting ready for this. I am in a state of, I am in a war state of mind. That's how I'm getting ready. Every training session is a war zone. So we are ready. Thank you so much. Two years, you are correct. Two years outside of the UFC's octagon. Not two years outside of the fighting octagon because I fight every day of my life. There's something going on somewhere on planet Earth involving me and something something else or, or someone else. So um, I am ready. We have put a lot of hard work in, into this camp and we are coming to, towards the final stages of preparation now. So we are looking forward to showcasing to the world what I have learned through my boxing venture and through uh, re my return to MMA with, with the lessons from this boxing venture. And then just as, as a growing fighter that has uh, gained more experience, we are very excited to showcase what we've learned. Sounds gory, sounds like a whole bunch of promotional things, but Conor McGregor still does. There is a part of the narrative that he does believe that he's a, that he's a warrior um, and he is planning things out. So he's saying like state of war, Again, you'd be surprised. Like when when you have when you have a scheduled fight, um, it does something to your mindset. Like a lot of things, kind of just don't stress you out. You're just focused on that one thing because again, you're going to go in a cage. You're going to fight somebody. You're not going to be um, wearing a lot of clothes. You're just going to be wearing shorts practically, and uh, someone's going to try to hit you so hard that your brain collides into the side of your skull and renders you unconscious. Um, or per, or just do a whole lot of damage to you while your your loved ones, your friends, your family watch you. So um, people do take it very, very serious once they have a fight uh, scheduled. But there's showmanship in it too. Hey, Dana. Yep. How you doing, man? Good. Uh, thank you for uh, making this fight happen, and uh, thank you for bringing the UFC. Fighting also attracts very extreme personalities. That, that happens a lot. And then it also pre, uh, attracts the quiet stoic, like Habib. Before, obviously, what happened in April, like the fiasco with Connor and Habib and with New York State. What, what was, was what planned? Was this going to No, be... no. Not at all? No. Okay. And uh, we just heard the news yesterday about John Jones. He's el eligible to compete after uh, October 28th. UFC 230, like I just said, is November 3rd. Uh, is it possible that we're going to see uh, John Jones on that main event? He will not be on that main event. 100% no. 100% no. This whole time during this questioning about John Jones being on the main event of New York is a different card. Habib's staring forward. It seems like he's purposely staring forward. Connor has kept eye contact with him for maybe 15 or 20, 30 seconds um, straight, and he's just doing a kind of little giggle, um, and it seems if he's just trying to get Habib to uh, look at him and make eye contact. Habib still hasn't done it yet, but... And uh, Connor, this question is for you. Uh, looking forward to UFC 230. Um, how do you see Nate Diaz versus the Dustin Poirier fight going? I think it's going to be a great fight. Two amazing fighters. Nate Diaz as tough as they come. Dustin Poirier took that loss on the chin. 
and came back and has showcased a good mental strength and has had some great, phenomenal fights and wins inside the octagon. Inside the octagon. I'm very, very much looking forward to it. Um, we'll see what happens after. So I wish both men the best of luck and we'll see. Again, Candid Connor, notice the tone, notice the difference. If you're watching it, watch the body language, check it out. Again, those are two Dustin Poirier and Nate Diaz, two guys that he fought, he now has respect for. He disrespects everybody until he fights them. Once he gets done fighting them, then the beef is over and the show's over, and he always respects them. He very, Connor doesn't talk ill, really, of people after he fights them. He usually gives them compliments. Even Jose Aldo, who he, who he berated with this insult after he actually has multiple times in interviews wished him um, goodwill and uh, hopes that he comes back to, you know, works his way back up type thing. Um, but this is, again, there's there's different sides of uh, of Connor. There's there's not just one. But Just for Dana real quick, uh, the decision to put the Connor uh, bus incident from Brooklyn into the promo is for, for this fight. What was that decision like? Was that tough? Was there any consideration about not doing that? No, no, no. Not tough at all. It's, it's part of the storyline. It is what it is. There's been other situations where things have happened leading up to a fight, and you play the story the way that the story played out. Connor, you thought you thought it should have been in there in the promos? No comment. When uh, when you're in that situation that everyone has, has now seen on video multiple times, what's what's going through your head? You're in that loading dock. You have a, a doll in your hand. What's what's going? Through I just your head? thank the Lord Jesus Christ. That that man had not got the balls to step foot off off that bus, because trust me, or that the bus door did not open, because if that bus door had have opened, this man would be dead right now. He would be in a box, and I would be in a cell, and we would not have this great fight ahead of us. So, there are many things I I, I can speak on about that incident and about the lead up and about my emotions and things like that, but there are still many ongoing situations involved in it. So. I'm just here to compete on October 6th in Las Vegas, Nevada, the T-Mobile Arena, live on pay-per-view, UFC 229, in association with McGregor Sports and Entertainment and Proper 12 Irish Whiskey. And that's it. Uh, Habib, same question. You're on the bus and you see all this going on. What, what is going through your head? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. You know, this is show his weakness. He showed me his weakness. He think when he with forty people. I showed you my bare they, hands. First thing. Okay. okay, I'm. Uh, Here's my hands. Like no weapons. Two of five. Get off the bus, mate. Okay, two of five. You guys remember talk. when you we met all these in backstage? Here I am with no bus. I with no. With, he with was no very way. nice guy. With no. He was uh, very nice no guy, weapons. but when he come with forty people, he a little bit changed. But this is show his weakness. Me and him is gonna be alone. Six October, and and that's it. So this is what's interesting is it's two completely like opposing um, strategies to mental warfare. Habib's the cold one, Connor's the fire. He is, you know, hurling insults. Habib's basically just saying that, you know, we know what's going to They're just completely different strategies. Uh, 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 Habib still throws out insults, but they're, they're using completely different strategies. Last thing for me, Habib, uh, was your father able to get a visa into, into the United States for, for this fight? I don't know. Still, I think still working on it. Still work, but I think maybe no. Smell a shoy off your 
So on the father thing, I bet the interview actually brought that up to try to stir a little drama. There's some things with uh, uh, Habib's father. So just a little background on Habib's father. Started training him really, really young. He's a national champion in Sambo and also a national champion in Judo in Dagestan. Dagestan also is known for some of the best wrestling in the world. It's where they're from. It's at elevation. He runs a boy's home or a boy's military, almost like training facility or martial arts. Um, and, and his father is a, is a, a very high-level trainer uh, in Dagestan uh, of MMA fighters, but uh, Habib uh, trains at AKA now. Um, he's moved. But uh, Conor McGregor has posted on his Instagram recently, I think within the last month, um, like really posted a picture of his father and really, really bad mouths him. So again, I said Conor steps all over all the lines that most people will not step over in a cordial discussion, um, or unless you're really, really ready to fight somebody, because he's about to start um, insulting his father. So here we go. Big one. Connor had uh, written an Instagram post about your dad calling him a coward. Did that that affect you in any way? Most important is 6 October. No, he can talk whatever he wants. He cannot talk, I know. And uh, 6 October is most important. For me, it's most important 6 October. When cage closed, we're going to watch. The Chechen people know what We're I'm talking about it. when I call this man a coward. When I call this father oh. a quivering coward. Which, which Chechen the, Him and Kadyrov were at a mosque together. And he posts a picture of Kadyrov on his Instagram site. Kadyrov is the Chechen dictator, a, a, a crazy man, don't get me wrong. But Khabib's father, lick arse, lick arse of fucking Hulahan, posts a picture of Kadyrov at this mosque. And, and, and Khabib's father posts a picture of and the caption is, together we are stronger. It, it, it's it's such fake respect out of fear. No, it's, no, it's, no. Uh, the Chechens you're... know. The Chechen people know that if the tables were turned and there was an opportunity for his father to stab that man in the back, he would do it in a heartbeat to take over. And he did not do nothing. And that's why he is a quivering coward because he showed fake respect out of fear. And that's where that came from. I don't know what his father teach him, but my father teach me you cannot never give up and be respect always this is what my father teach me and i never give up and i always yeah, respect the father but i don't know about picture. his father a, i don't want to talk shit location. about his father like because i cannot India, because so he's essentially uh, insulting Habib's father, and he's insulting him with some political insults. I'm not educated on it, so I'm just not going to comment because I don't know anything about it. Um, just that's what it seems from an outsider perspective. He's insulting his father. I think this is another weapon, another jab that he's trying to get under Habib's skin. Habib's response is essentially, my, my father taught me um, to respect everybody and to never give up. And, uh, and he, then he says, I, would, I won't speak. Uh, bad about his father. Um, his his English is broken. So again, two perspectives, two different uh, viewpoints or s- strategies. You know, I hope I don't bump into and, you, sir. Uh, about this guy, stronger, we, I'm gonna teach him a little bit. I'm gonna teach him inside the cage. Fake and then I know how I like talk with my opponents. I'm gonna talk with him, teach him, like give him a little bit masterclass. Uh, thank you, uh, Michael Regan here from uh, West Cork. Uh, and so Habib just said he's going to speak to him. It, it, that's Habib has done that in a couple fights now, where he's been dominating people so clearly. It's so dominant, even though it's a title fight that he'll he'll um, speak to him. It's um, it's not like your traditional trash talk. It's more like um, he'll he'll tell people like, hey, you just give up. Like you have to give up. Stop, please. I don't want to keep hurting you. Kind of that more type thing. Which that's still like that's a. 
that's some that's some deep trash talk. If somebody's talking to you like you you need to give up, I'm gonna be the champion. You need to give just give up, and they're and they're a good fighter and they can't do anything. Um, but anyway, he has his own style of trash talk, his own thing. Hello, Connor, and uh, congratulations on the whiskey. We had a bottle of it last night. How did you get on? Because we I know I'm a salesman. I'll sell you upside down the head. We, we were drinking until 4 o'clock in the, yes. sh- the Shannon Bar in Oboe. Yes, <laughs> up the Shannon Bar. Yeah. Up the Shannon Bar. I'll be there tonight if you're looking for me. <laughs> I, 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 question for Khabib. Uh, just the World Cup final, you were in the stands, Derry over Connor, uh, with President Putin having the meal, etc. How did that feel? Uh, it was a great match. You know, and uh, how I feel, I don't feel nothing, you know, because I never want to take picture with someone. Doesn't matter, it's president. Are you you disrespecting your president, Vladimir Putin? No, why not? Are you disrespecting your president, Vladimir Putin? No. Then what do you mean by that? I don't want to take picture with him. What do you mean by that then? Explain what what do you mean? Are you disrespecting your president? Okay, I'm going to accept my seat. Sit, I'm going to explain. Okay. Fake rat. About, like I about said, picture. fake respect out of fear. Okay. That's about all these picture. men are known for. They were chased about. from their land. They were chased from their land to the edge of cliffs. So right there, he brought up again the president of his country. He tried to get him to tip, uh, step into something incorrect uh, at the World Cup again. Connor was uh, was with Putin and uh, Habib was not. And now they're going to start making some national historical claims on each other. Um, you know, Connor's talking, uh, speaking about Dagestan. I've heard again some critiques um, from people saying that his history or some of his information is off or it's not not. Again, he's not a teacher. He's not a history professor, so it wouldn't surprise me. But I, but also, I'm not educated with it, so I don't know. Just observing on the outside, um, uh, Connor. Connor. I think this is one of the times actually where Habib maybe gets to Connor because uh, Habib's going to say something about his uh, native language and adopting English, I believe. And uh, Connor, if you watch the video, uh, his his body language changes a lot and he he starts diverting things. Uh, it seems as if this gets to him. Uh, I don't think a lot of things get to Connor in this in this interview, but maybe this might be one thing. And again, but he he recovers pretty quick. He he changes. My family, my bloodline, the McGregor clan, we stood and we fought. We fought the English Empire. So much so that we, our name was banished for 100 years by King James at the time. Okay, okay, why, why you guys it's, change your language? Shoot okay, your you, mouth. You guys have your, your own language. Mouth. What's wrong with you? Now you- also about this like they're using they're trash talking with like uh, history which is to me is hilarious because this this lets uh if you wonder about how mma fighters are and, and uh, martial arts they're all nerds like they they're um it's not like hey just there is cussing but they're still nerds and um and again like they you're using history to do stuff like that they're they're kind of like nerds and uh you know habib's i think gonna say that he either speaks four or five languages and then he's gonna challenge connor with his language connor's gonna i i Anyway, just listen. It's interesting. You talk about you. You guys fight with English Empire. But what happened with your language? Hey, talk English. I can speak Irish. I can can speak my native tongue. I can talk with you. I can talk with you. I can talk with you. Turkish, Arabic. I can talk with you. Oh, I can talk with you. Oh, you know what that means? Can I have a show on the bus? But you. But I went here with their own language. What's wrong? English change your language. Now you talk with. Want to crack open that bowl? Yeah. Now so leave again this face. Now you talk English. I didn't know that was there. What's wrong with your English? That. 
Elaine fucking problem that more English, you might rap. All right, we got we got time for one more question. Dana Darren. Please Rodolfo. don't antagonize anybody. No, actually, I've, I've, this is the third time that I've watched this and listened to it. The first time, I actually thought that got to Connor. So now I'll actually kind of retract that. I don't know if that actually got to Connor. Um, I think he was kind of just laughing at it. He kind of had fun with it and uh, went. And um, But I think that he's uh, he's a little restless. So, he's again, he's directing. It's impressive how he directs the time and stuff, and he, he kind of calls the end to the press conference. Uh, Dana is proper whiskey an official sponsor of UFC 229? It is. It is. Double, 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 double belts. It is. Yeah! You bet your pucks it is. It's on their canvas. And it's on their canvas. Look, his blood will be on their canvas. October 6th. Let's get this face off, though. i wrapped up now. Thanks for coming, everybody. And the proper 12, I mean, he promoted, 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 but uh, he's really, um, he is really, uh, Dana likes Connor a lot. Um, you know, normally it's like Bud Light um, or Budweiser. It's a really big uh, beer sponsor on the canvas of the Octagon. Um, you know, it's it's somebody, somebody big. And uh, yeah, we'll see if, if proper 12 has the centerpiece. That's going to be wild, um, especially since you think about like five years ago, six years ago, whenever it exactly was, he was on the dole, so he's essentially on food stamps. Um, but interesting, interesting. Okay, so the press conference is actually over, and they, uh, they do the face-off, and there's good footage of watching the face-off. Uh, actually, there's some up-close footage where you get to hear the... What Connor says, Connor, I believe, says that he has blue lips and he's scared. Um, so again, it's a whole lot of mental warfare. What I think from it, um, I think maybe one or two things did get a little bit on Habib. I think he uh, he was looking down at the ground trying to hold him and block him uh, or shield it. Um, now it all comes down to whether it really got to him enough to make him not fight technically the way he's supposed to. That's the point of this mental warfare and these press conferences. Um, and, and sometimes people will also give some of the strategy up. But um, so, again, it seems as if Habib, what I can say is compared to other people, Habib did a better job. Um, Habib did a – so we'll just say cons first. Habib still looked at, looked at the ground, um, smiled multiple times, smirked. He, he did throw his own insults. He, he was being more quiet, but he still threw a couple. But, the, but so he, he didn't. It's, he was probably affected to some degree. That's what I'll say. Um, now, was it enough to throw him completely off kilter? I think he did a decent, or I think he did a good job at not getting thrown off emotionally um, or anger-wise, at least visibly. Um, and and a lot of people haven't done that. Eddie Alvarez didn't do that. Chad Mendes didn't do that. Um, Dustin Poirier didn't do that. There's been multiple people that haven't done that uh Josie Aldo um so there's a lot of Connor's fights he's been able to get into their head and um people change their game plan so um he expressed it less but you still don't know when the fight time comes there's still way more pressure that's going to be coming and then that the night of the fight the pressure is way different but um it's curious that uh Habib didn't have as big of a response he wasn't like Uriah Faber like wrestling with uh you know Connor in the the the, the hallway and stuff like this um really just played the non dis, the disengagement the non-engagement of the uh the trash talker um 
So you you have uh, Abib essentially being the humble, quiet person, um, you know, versus the loud mouth. That's um, that's the, the the loud mouth, so to speak. But but Connor is not just a loud mouth. He's very very good. He's a very good fighter. Um, and this has happened in the past. You know, just easily you could say Floyd Mayweather. Like a lot of people don't like Floyd Mayweather. If Connor wins this fight, you know, you could see him almost. You know, a lot of people with this press conference have said that he's kind of a jerk and stuff and you know type thing i could also see if, if i could see if connor wins almost slide into a floyd mayweather uh, style role um where he's still undefeated but a lot of people don't like him um where people have to respect his skill um you know his record um i could also see if Habib beats him i could see the storyline or the narrative of what happens from this is you know connor says that he that oftentimes athletes um musicians and things will get too arrogant and when they become too arrogant they'll make mistakes and then at some point um this character this uh humble like hard-working character de- defeats them and that that reminds them of how they need to uh readjust their thing so but it, it's really curious who's actually going to win though it's it's curious it's two different strategies um they've both been proven to work um and it's just really going to be who can implement it the night of the fight uh, there will be more stuff that's going to happen um connor again had he works on the stuff, and Habib works his Instagram as well. He kind of talks trash. Habib talks more trash on his Instagram and kind of tries to do the mental warfare, I think, more on his Instagram with his posts and things like that. Um, he had a he had a pretty harsh uh, post. Well, you know, if, if you drink alcohol, I think his post – he just look at his Instagram post. He was – he was um, the alcohol. I think the alcohol might have um, – it affected him. He addressed it on his Instagram. Just look at Habib's Instagram if you want to see that, the the post that he made. Um, but uh, so if uh, if Connor does get under his skin, though, Habib could ran, run straight into a straight left. So, but I think what Habib gave away on this, if you're trying to make your pick and trying to break down strategy with this little underlying things, I think uh, Connor lots of times calls himself Mystic Mac. He brags about his ability to call things. He also usually calls his fights to be over pretty quickly. Um, but this fight, he's not calling that. He's um, calling. He's saying there's. He basically said there's a chance that I knock him out in the first round, but I'm prepared to go all five rounds. So what? Generally, what that makes me initially go to, but I got to look into it more. That initially makes me think more. Of, um, you're gonna go the strategy of the the second move, the 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 sniper on the outside, the um, and um and, and avoid the the grapplers early takedown attempts, the single legs, the double legs. Every time that you avoid one of their takedowns, it consumes a tremendous amount of energy from the grappler. Takedowns are the most fatiguing part of fighting. They they require a ton of oxygen, ton of effort, and if you fail at them, they they spend a large amount of your energy. Um, which is the interesting thing about Habib, his work rate that he has because his um, his conditioning so good. It's one of the reasons why he's dangerous. Um, but uh, but all the while, it's a it's a common strategy for a strike. Uh, Predominantly strikers, what they'll do is they will um, stay long, stay rangy, stay on the outside, move, keep a fluid game uh, with their footwork and moving, but um, but land very very hot uh, hard shots um, at countering as the opponent comes in for the takedown. Those can be knees. Um, so you have a you have a uh, orthodox uh, gra- uh, striker, yeah, uh, fighter Habib. So he'll be standing with his left foot forward and Connor's uh, southpaw. 
Um, and again, they can switch stances, of course. But um, just just if we're thinking southpaw versus orthodox, some things that will line up if they're in those stances, some things that can happen. The southpaw Conor McGregor can, if the orthodox shoots a uh, double leg with a head on the out, head on the outside, it can line up with a rear knee. Um, that that can happen. The rear teep can also come straight up the center. The 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 obviously the straight left hand that can happen as well. Uh, on Habib, though, the thing that's interesting is that he because if he's in an orthodox stance and Conor's in a southpaw stance uh habib has a very good single leg and it brings connor's right leg very close so the single leg is a is an easier technique and, and habib has happens to have a, a very very good single leg so um some interesting things on that so i just i i think it would make sense i think connor's saying i'm prepared for five rounds and i'm gonna snipe you on the outside and i think he is still telling the truth that he wants to punish habib um but what that's going to be from is it's going to be an accumulation of damage uh, sniping on the outside moving uh blocking the takedown attempts and um and what will happen if that does happen Round three and four, five will be very, very bad for Habib if he cannot land takedowns and he's taking bombs over and over. Um, so much damage and your brain turns off. It, it happens to everybody. So that's maybe what Connor's strategy is. Habib still uh, being clear, clear with his strategy that um, that he's going to take him down and that he's going to fatigue him and he's kind of being out with that. Now Habib might. The surprising thing is Habib might come and be uh, surprisingly aggressive on the feet, but just aggressive. He's usually aggressive with punching knees and kick combinations um going in uh going into the clinch so he'll throw a a, a a jumping knee he's really good with and again he throws looping shots over in rights and lefts and hooks and uppercuts and uh and his his jabs and things are a little they're different they're unorthodox to say the least um but they're still he, he uh he's so explosive and he's so fast and he's so powerful his timing also that he's unorthodox the rhythm is sometimes when you're a really seasoned striker it's hard to pick up on the rhythm of a complete um unorthodox uh fighter um but if they're very very explosive so um as well the the shots are still damaging uh so um and it's going into a striking so this fight obviously could go either way i still haven't made my pick i still made my prediction just interesting on the uh the press conference um hopefully you enjoyed this if you like nerding out looking at the stuff hopefully it uh you know maybe maybe it maybe it told you something about their personality and what you think like who you think's in the advantage or who do you think this or that or what do you think they're trying to do or um anything and um fight's not that far away again we got the we got the uh the contest so if you're a subscriber you get three entries um if you're not a subscriber you get one entry for free for free uh, for the new phoenix mma gi uh the phoenix mma gi is 150 dollars and our muay thai shorts the muay thai shorts are gonna be 30 dollars, so it's 180 dollars free entry cool stuff hopefully you enjoy it and um uh yeah Good stuff. Good stuff. There's um, there will be more. There'll be more coming up. But study some. I'll study some fights and have some more technical breakdown on it. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, everybody have a good weekend. See you. See ya.